0: and welcome to tonight's by Salon Talks. I'm so excited for you guys to be here with me and for my special guest. She's just not any old guest. She's a friend, uh, not in my head, but in my heart. Cheryl Hickerson is an international speaker on social and digital marketing strategies for financial services organizations. Cheryl has worked with Thousands of professionals to grow their presence in the financial services industry through through online platforms. In 2018, Cheryl started Females in Finance, where I'm a member, a private online uh, platform organization dedicated to fostering recruitment, training, and advancement of women in financial services or financial technology roles. Uh, The membership has recently crested and has boomed throughout the pandemic to over 3,000 members and with no signs of letting up because the women in the financial service and financial technology industry, we've been yearning for a group like this. So Cheryl is really putting in and she's bringing together her 30 years of experience in the industry and really dedicating herself to building community and network and I dare to say, not dare, but I'm saying it: diversity and inclusion throughout her yeah. community and the financial industry altogether. Cheryl, how was that?
1: That was wow. When I hear that, sometimes I go, "Who's
0: that gal? <laughs> Who they talk about?" Right? <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ladies watching, they're gonna see me a little bit more relaxed today, probably because I'm talking to a friend, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always a little different and a little special when one of my uh, uh, leaders happens to be someone I admire, someone that I personally know and have uh, really done great things for me. We've only we only met a year ago, and it doesn't seem like, possible. Right? It's not possible. Yeah. Right. The wow. community of Finn fin women are phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this community. And, and you know, congratulations on building out this amazing network of women in, yeah. in everything. Right.
1: Yeah. I get pretty excited. You know, it's funny. I sometimes I go to bed and I know you feel like this, too, because we're friends. We've had these discussions where it's like, did you do enough today? Did I talk to them? Did I help enough Did I? Yeah you know, and, and it's just because there's big hearts, you know, big passions. And so look forward to the future of what we're going to do. I tell everybody I have fresh content because many times I'm like, what am I doing today? We're going to figure
0: it out today, you know, so figure it out today. But the thing about, uh, about what you're doing and what we're doing at Hersey spot is necessary. We don't have to figure it out because our communities tell us what, what they need. And I don't know about you, but, you know, why did you start this? But I could say I started Her Sweet Spot out of my own personal need for my yeah. community, right? So yeah. why did you feel that the industry and the women of the industry needed this type of organization?
1: I think it was same similar to you and the way you've set up your community, right? It was like, this is the stuff that I wish I had when I was younger and I had to go through a whole lot. And uh, I tell young women today that I'm so grateful for all that they do, but I had to do it in pumps and pantyhose and (laughs) big old shoulder pads. And mm -hmm. she's
0: laughing (laughs) because it's funny because it's true. Okay. I watched the move for Wall Street over and over again. And I don't like to tell my age, but you know, I remember a time or two. (laughs)
1: Oh. And, okay, so it's so funny you brought that up because like my husband, we watched that and he looked over at me. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, some of that stuff did go down. <laughs> like,
0: it's, it's I was there. It's a real and I was a yeah. youngster coming in and just getting into the industry. And I'm looking around like, holy, something, something this happens in real life. Like this is happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When I was so 19. That. I don't know how old you were, but I was 19 when I got a job in financial services. And, you know, honestly, what I love, uh, so the person who hired me is still my mentor to this very day. Did you know that?
0: No, I didn't. Yeah,
1: Robert, he is still my mentor. And uh, so he is somebody that I don't make really big decisions until I've talked to Robert. And um, I asked him years later, it was interesting. Why did you hire me? <laughs> I didn't know anything. He's, well... He says, "I like that you are inquisitive." You he's like, "I can't teach in, you know someone to be inquisitive, right?" He said, but if you ask other guys in the office, they're like, "Look at her; she's so cute sitting up there and answering phones." And
0: yeah,
1: I didn't know anything about anything,
0: but you 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 asked. I figured it
1: out when you, you ask enough questions. Out.
0: You'll yeah. either drive
1: enough people nuts, or I mean seriously, because you're be like, "Why did I was that grown up version of well, why? Well, why do we do it like that? Why do you, why is it this way?" And they're like why are you asking so many questions? And I used to be the weirdo. I, cause I worked in insurance the the policies would come and I would read them. <laughs> I'll never forget somebody coming to me and say, you know, that's all boilerplate. I didn't even know what that word meant. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I just wanted to read it. I want to know what I'm doing. They're like, okay. okay.
0: Good luck with that. Yeah. Okay. But it really look, did look at where you are. Right. I have a
1: little bit better understanding now of kind of like, oh, that's why we do these things. So I think that I, I've really got a good breadth and depth of mm-hmm. all of financial services from planning because uh, I was in estate planning for a long time and things like that. So it's been an interesting ride, but I built a community that wasn't there for me and there was no diversity. hmm. I mean, there was no diversity. There was, and when I say diversity, yeah. I, okay. So, you know, I think this is really interesting. Uh, first and only.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: First and only, right? So I was usually the only woman in a room. Um, I don't know. I wasn't the first woman, but I don't remember in the first three offices I worked in ever seeing a black professional in them.
0: Yeah. That was something huge for me. You know, I started in the industry in high school. Mm -hmm. High school led me to programs that allowed me to um, have summer and part time work and yeah. Oppenheimer was one of the big buildings yeah. that I went to. Um, and then I got hired for the summer program. And my first day of, of the start, they said, I'm sorry, we got rid of the program. So I had to go find something else. But I then I ended up at, you know, we're aging ourselves, but I ended up at Shearson, yeah. now now known as, um, what, what are they? Their city group, city yeah. uh, evolved into many mergers and acquisitions. They all
1: kind of just trip over each other. Right,
0: yeah. The world of finance and financial services and and technology is so mixed into um, mergers. Everything that I'm trying to teach small businesses and entrepreneurs and how to think big, how to create and develop exit strategies, and it's because of my time in fintech and yeah. finserve and seeing companies go from one small animal to this big mammoth thing and then get broken down again into smaller beings i think um you know the financial industry is a great place for people to really you know and hone in skills that they could use anywhere how many people do you know that had psychology degrees but we're sitting on a desk somewhere, right? in In the financial space.
1: Yeah. Now, yeah. and I think it's you know one of the things I find really interesting about financial services when I dig in and get to know people, how many of them came from Sima, either educator, instructor, coach, consult something. So I think not finance related, right? Yeah. Not even, and uh, I find that especially with women, because I think there's something special there anyway. Uh, yeah. Not just because I run. A pretty large group of you know women who who do that kind of work, but I, I think there's something that we bring to the table that's different mm-hmm. because it's so relational and it's so um, sort of in the weeds with clients and stuff. And I saw that at a very early age in financial services because you know advisors would come in most of them were men. We had a few women, but they would come in and be sort of like the form the, the formality part of it. Right. Right. And the women would be in there and we would be asking things like, you know, well, tell me about your folks or why do you want to put money in You know, what's tell me about the house charity mean something to you? And they start really digging into yeah. Oh, we got a whole lot more here to unpackage, you know? So I think there's a, there's a big, there's a big change coming to financial <laughs> services.
0: And when you when you talk about those times and talk about the men being the forefront and the leaders of these conversations, oh, yeah. the women were really the facilitators of uh, data collection yeah. and the closers. Yet the men closed, but the women really drove in, right? Drove exactly. that in. Oh well, yeah. In your community of of women in the industry, what are some of the things that you're seeing? As you are the leader, right? Mm-hmm. How how was your advancement in, in, in the industry, I should say, first of all? What what were you feeling in terms of your trajectory in, in executive roles?
1: Well, I think I learned, I'm 50 years old, and I had to learn very quickly how to, if I could not be my own advocate, I learned how to create sponsors for me as Carla Harris always says at Morgan Stanley. I didn't realize that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. But I made certain if I couldn't be in that room to use my voice and articulate what I wanted, everybody was going to know, don't forget me when you know, you know, and I think that that was a skill set. Because I watched how the men were like, they were the momentum was going and I was over there going, hey, you know, one of the things I have to give my father some kudos some accolades on was that so I didn't have any brothers. I'm one of two girls and my mom passed away when I was six, and my father was in the service, and my dad was really big on, you know, you get your part, and you're going to do this, and you're good, gonna... but he also taught me some things like uh, some resiliency, because uh, one of the things when I would say I was bored at home, that was, you learn not to ever say that at the brown house, because <laughs> my father said, you're bored, and you're like, oh, I didn't just say that. He's like, come on, and he would take me outside and he had like this square that he, um, the brick wall. And we would sit there and he goes, I want you to throw this ball here for the next hour. Your arm's like dead. Yeah. You know? But I will tell you what was interesting. Those who are listening, think about if you had to stand in front of that wall and throw that that, that tennis ball against it. Mm-hmm. first couple's eight, even 18 times. Then all of a sudden you're like, can I get in the center? Get, and then you start really perfecting it. And that and that's what he was doing. He was teaching me how to stay and do something that I didn't want to do over and over again. Figure out a way to gamify, to entertain myself so I could keep sticking through. Because there were going to be times in my life that I had to stand very um, confidently alone. Right. And he knew that for his daughters. Right. Seems so, crazy, but that's how
0: it, it did work. That's how it works. And in building a community to advance your own leadership. I know yeah. part of what I <coughs> allergy season is so horrible. Yeah. Part of what I did with her sweet spot it was really because I, I wasn't getting validated as a leader in corporate America. I'm still in corporate America. We're still working full time, right? You're still working. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And and we're running these organizations full time. Yeah. Uh, um in our spare time. But it is a way to advance ourselves in leadership roles that were otherwise not being afforded. Can you talk about what kind of skills do you think women that are watching, that are thinking of growing communities of their own, really around whatever industry and or business that they're running, how important it is to really build community to advance as leaders?
1: Yeah, so I am a community building strategist. Uh, I'm able to take a lot of behavioral metrics of people in general and bring them in and start to finesse how do we shake out creating something that people want to be a part of our engagement's pretty high we average about 70 75 percent of our communities engaged every month and so when you talk about thousands and thousands and thousands of people how do you do that first of all uh community um is an interesting thing when i was a kid i always like to use analogies when i was a child in fourth grade we were required in the state of missouri to go to camp I am not a camper. So we're all very clear about this. And there's no happy in front of camper with Cheryl Hickerson, Not at all. And uh, But there was an exercise that I remember vividly where you had a bandana across your eyes. And they give you a, a, a sound to make that's like an animal. And you had to listen very carefully to find your people. Mm-hmm. And I remember being an owl. And I had to hoot. It was the stupidest sound of all of them. I felt like hoot, hoot. And all of a sudden you had to stop and listen, I hear a hoot. And that was my community. And I had to find my way to find them. And then we clutched on. Then you got two people and then you're hooting, 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 and you pull the third one in. And if you don't know what you're hooting about, then people can't hear you to answer the call back. Yeah. And you got to be really clear on what your sound is, your message, because that is, and for me in financial services, what I, and and don't be afraid to make a mistake. Like, don't be afraid to, to, to grab like the cow moo. Oh, who, no, we, we sound alike, but we're not the same. Push the cow away. Go back and look for your owls. So I, you know, I first started females in finance. What I really thought it was about was I thought I was going to go out there and recruit and train and do, that's not what I'm good at at all, Marsha. Not at all. What and I'm good at,
0: the pivot.
1: Yes. And you have to be willing to throw that baby out with the bathwater when you're not good at something. You do not, I'm going to give everybody, if there's nothing else you hear me say it on this. If you're reading a book and it's a crappy book, to put the book away. You are not required. This is not required reading on college anymore. You can give that a blessing and say, you know what? You've got your blessing
0: mm-hmm.
1: on writing this book. It's not for me, it's not speaking to me. And put it away and move right. on to the next one. We don't allow ourselves that that, that idea that we can um, learn. We're not failing. We just learned that that's not for us. Right. And so I went back and I started looking at like, do I do this well? What do I do well? What I do well is I'm a very good shepherd. So if I can be left to the things that I do my very best, I believe that we each have these abilities that we were given my ability is to go out and shepherd people in, but I'm not religion or air, and I can't be everywhere. Right. I need to invite those who can meet the needs of what each of those people need. And you do that through community building. So community building, when you first start, if you don't know what your sound is, what your message is about, and you aren't clear, at least an idea of, yeah, I think that this is the kind of person to start making that and not be afraid to be like, start cutting, trimming the fat. No, this isn't right. This isn't right to get down because guess what? Whatever you are building community around, there is somebody waiting for you to do that
0: because not everybody is a builder. Right. Oh, that's such a great thing to say. Not everyone is a builder. That's a nugget and a sound bite that people need to hear. And yet there are people that look at women like you, women like me that are community builders yep. and they wanna they kind of want to be you. Oh but yeah. Th- then they, you know, the copycat syndrome. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they're not they're they're not equipped for it, right? No. And they don't realize that they don't have to be the builder to get to the same level of um success that they they think that they want for themselves.
1: You know, I had the good fortune, I guess it's been about four years. I was with Kristen Andre. I remember it vividly. And we were in Atlanta and I had heard Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s um, daughter speak, Bernice King. And I think this was a really valuable lesson that she said on stage. And she was talking about nonprofits and this, you know, everyone who feels a calling to, to answer. Mm-hmm. And that's what I felt. I felt a calling to go out and help. I think it's also important to realize is it easier for you to partner with someone mm-hmm. and provide momentum to that calling or do you really want to stand alone and be okay to stand there and create that calling for the people? And what Bernice King said on stage was, she appreciates the fact that there's nonprofits out there trying to do work. but if you could help if you're helping 20 people, What if you were able to help 200, 2,000, 20,000, 200,000, simply by releasing our desire to hold on our, our ego. That ego work. Yep. It's there. And say, you know what, I'm going to sort of hitch my horse to yours and we're going to go and pull this together. I'm gonna focus on that, and that was always her concern. You know, she's like, we have this beautiful nonprofit organization my father started, and yet we still see these onesie twosie whatever. And then what happens is is they get a little build, and then the the passion, if it's not there to fill that bucket every morning, it drifts off. Correct. So Hitch, don't be afraid after you get started doing something. It's not for me. It's like the book I told you. You. Bless the book and say, you know what, whoever wrote this, good on you for doing this. It's not for me. And you set that down, you move on. And the same thing is for you. If you start to try to build and it's not for you, go hitch that horse to someone and say, you know what, because you still have a responsibility to the people that you brought along. Right. I think that that part of it is where people are so used to immediate gratification too, like, you know they're they're used to I can just click a button and I can just swipe right or left mm-hmm. I can just do whatever to get to the next thing I want and you have to be so consistent and so resilient in what you do with community building and if that's not for you that is okay right you join something like Marsha's community like whoever and and provide that nugget that little bit that you right. have. To that, so she can go out and do the work that Marsha does best, which is amplify and shepherd and do those things. Because it's not for everyone.
0: It's not. And and I, but I remember when I left uh, one employer to to for in the interview process for my what happens to be my current employer, they said, "Well, you manage a team of analysts. Mm-hmm. You're coming to be an individual contributor. Why why would you want to to make that change?" Mm-hmm. And it's because, and I said it's because I'm a leader regardless of people behind me or not. You don't need to be that person driving the bus, right? Yeah. To get to the same destination with a group of people. So I love saying thank you for all those nuggets. You know, my favorite thing is talking to guests like you that are leaders in either entrepreneurship and in the workforce and are doing both. You know, our community at her sweet spot is all about the side hustle. Oh, yeah. Primarily, right? What advice you have built this very popular, famous, and thousands of people community that is you are you make no bones about this is who I am and this is what I do. A lot of our side hustlers are like I say, we're in the underground railroad of entrepreneurship, running our businesses in silence, especially as minorities, especially as women of color, Black women especially, are fearful of being um, outspoken and out loud about their businesses because then you get left out. You further, further get left out, right? And so, you know, what advice would you give to another woman, you know, watching and listening right now to be able to bring their whole self to work. Sometimes, you know, you come off an event, I come off on a speaking engagement and I can't share that with the people I'm spending most of my day with, right? My colleagues. What advice would you give to someone?
1: Wow. Well, got to find your people. And, you know, I I, got to say, I think one of the things that you do really well, I think I do pretty good, pretty well, is that you need to find those who will, one, uh, make sure they support what you're doing, right? For example, like if you're out there speaking, I how many times have I said, I, hey girl, you're doing this. You better go say
0: something. Do I say that to you? <laughs> you do. I get I a do. nudge all the time. Oh before. yeah. Put that in the group. Tell everybody what you're, yes. Yeah, sure. That's right. You know why? Because I'm telling you
1: for every woman watching right now, this is a very typical conversation. I will talk to somebody when I get to know them and I'll say, hey, tell me about your big wins. Yeah. How many times has anybody ever stopped to ask you that?
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And they, they kind of stop and I'll literally hear a woman say, well, oh, I solved cancer, but I'm on to world peace. And like, hold on, <laughs> back up, package that, you know, and let's talk about that. And yeah. you know what? You're going to tell everybody about your big win because if you don't, who's going to do it, right? You know, who's going to do it? Who's and who's going to say it. And I, I, w- I don't know. Uh, here, I'm going to describe something. I do this almost every single day. Okay. Something great has happened. You're in here and you're, you know, and I get so excited. And I'll go to type something out on Twitter or LinkedIn, wherever. Why is it so hard to tell good things about ourselves?
0: Well, I have no idea. Cheryl, Have you saying- ever started mm-hmm. to
1: type and you back it up? Yeah. Said, oh, that sounds too, I'm um, too to something. I'm too confident. I'm too cocky. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm too that. And we back out, we back out. And the next thing you know, you're clicking off and you're moving on because you don't have the time. Instead of saying, you know what? I, this is something that happened to me and I feel really good about it. And your support mm-hmm. would make me feel great. If you came to me and said that, Marsha, you know, I'm going to be the first one going, whoo, whoo, whoo. Yeah. I'm going to be cheering you on. Right. Do. And yet we won't do that. We won't do that. So I think that one of the things you've got to do is get comfortable with your accolades.
0: Mm-hmm. Cheryl said it feels like we're bragging. So she's she mm-hmm. says uh, she's coming out of that place right now. And, and it's part of what I call um, the history that has been placed on women to be less boisterous, to be, you know, let the men shine because the men don't feel good about us being that way. Mm -hmm. And it's why we're building these communities. That's right. Women undo the years of programming that we have been conditioned to feel.
1: So I'm gonna tell you what the secret is now when I go to write something that I do. yeah, I write it as if my husband was writing about me. Mm. You know, and that's whoever your significant other is. I don't care. Somebody loves you a mom, a dad, an aunt, a, yeah, you know, a wife, a husband, whatever it is. Think about if they were sitting in front of that, what would they say?
0: And yeah, wow.
1: You know, and I think that's really powerful because my husband, Daryl, would be like, My wife did it. And so I start writing it as if Daryl wrote it. My yeah. wife did it. And then I go back and change. Today, I.
0: Right. Oh,
1: Mm, wow. All of a sudden. And then, and then I hit, and this is a thing too. You get to the end. Don't read it back.
0: Publish. Go. (laughs) I did that today. I might say that I messed up and forgot to spell check before. Who
1: cares? (laughs) Who cares? Okay. And I'll tell you what I know. And I have to say this, you know, Twitter, if anybody out there wants, if anybody has a pull at Twitter, we don't need fleets. We need an edit button. Okay, so we're going to put some development into something. Can we put an edit button in, you know, because I don't know how many fir trees I'm out there apparently building because I'm trying to use the word for. But, you know, that goes. But no, it's just you have to get it and then hit send and let it go. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not telling the world what you're doing, did it even happen?
0: Yeah, if a if a tree falls in the forest, they say, right? I always use that analogy. And because of women like you that pour into me, I am able to do the same thing for the the women in our community, like Cheryl, uh, who is another Cheryl that's watching us right now live.
1: She is the best name ever. <laughs> I don't know you, Cheryl, but I already like you.
0: Yes. You know, people wonder how I'm able to do it. Oh, my God. But, Marcia, you're doing X, 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 X. Mm -hmm. And it's because I continue to surround myself with other women leaders, you know. Oh, I got to say this
1: while you just said this.
0: Yes. So
1: I recently said to a friend, have you ever felt as if, like, you have these girlfriends or you have people that you're friendly with and you feel like you outgrew them?
0: Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's this talk about that all day. Okay.
1: So I recently went through this. I had somebody come over and they were so like, they just, they came over. And I remember at the moment, there was a moment I looked at them and I realized I love you, but I, I'm, go, I'm moving on Yeah. and you're still here and I want you to be okay. Cause if being here is what, you know, I bless you in that and you do that, but I, I'm doing a disservice to my parents. I always feel like if I'm not going for that very next thing, Mm -hmm. because my family didn't give me a life to just squander, they gave it to live it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that I, 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 I've been challenged recently. And I don't know if you do this too. And I think this is part of leadership. Mm -hmm. As you grow, you will mourn and grieve those who are still in a space that you can't be in anymore.
0: Cheryl, first of all, I know your birthday's in April. We're we're like Aries twins, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. our energies are in the same moon, all you know. Yep. And I have, I have people. I just got off a call saying that I have shifted. And last year was a was a year of um detachment in a lot of places and 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 with a lot of people, and not for any particular reason. I can't put, you know. It, it, I can't say that there was an event or there was a reason except that you know you feel that outgrowing, yeah, and you feel you know when when God is leaning into you to to make something amazing happen, it, it there's the shift mm-hmm. that happens to make you uncomfortable and yeah. to make things change. That I definitely say that I know I went through last year. Um, Cheryl, you mentioned a little while ago that you, you're you're sponsor that you created sponsors for yourself throughout your yeah your 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 work career and you didn't even know that was the name now we're putting that kind of name to it it has been a very heavy topic we've been talking about the last year i think and and, um with all the hashtag movements that are coming out and women Mm -hmm. speaking up and finding their voice and we finally realized what was missing was the fact that we didn't have sponsors but you said you had someone a mentor Mm -hmm. what For you, was the difference between having or not having someone there that helped you with your career?
1: Oh my gosh! Careers. Okay, so the first thing is that I I love my analogies. When you're on the road and you're do and you're going, it's smooth, and I'm saying hi to you in the car, and we're driving along, and I'm looking over to you, and all of a sudden it gets all you're came off the road, mm-hmm. and that is a sign that you need to get
0: back yes. over, right?
1: Yeah. That those moments, and it's not a discomfort because a discomfort is all of a sudden like trying to find how the seat sits right, and that's just fix- fixing it, but you're still on the road. Those moments of bumpy rides and stuff, the first of all, those are all the people in your it that are not supposed to be in your space right now. And right. there are no stronger signs of that. When you start getting around people that you used to love and they annoy you.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause you, yeah. Grew. Yeah. you grew. And I think that, uh, for me, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I listen a lot of times in the morning when I, cause I have like a morning success ritual kind of thing that I do. Uh, I listen to, I li- tend to listen to Rick Warren a lot just because he can talk while I'm you know, doing things and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he always talks about your shape, your spiritual, your heart, your accountability, your personality and your energy. Right. And I've got to tell you that those are things today that are so critical that I kind of check in mentally with, Oh yeah, this is the stuff where I'm at. I think that if you're not finding the right sponsors that satisfy those, Mm-hmm. If you don't have people in your personal life, because sponsors work both ways personal and professionally they really right. do. So mm-hmm. your circles of friends, you're gonna have those friends you grow up with and that's fine. but are they the ones that are best suited for you as a leader no matter what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell you quite assuredly that a lot of my personal friends are not the ones that I need to keep in my professional circles right. because they and they'll they love me for whatever it is. If you can learn how to grieve the change, the growth, mm-hmm. grieve the growth, grieve the growth. Mm-hmm. and you can learn how to um, change that into something that is uh, beautiful for you, that means all of a sudden pivoting just a little bit to, oh, I need to, and it's not disingenuous. One of the things is, women, we think, oh, we're not hanging out with so and so as much, and here it's going to look like we're, you know, not. You know, we're always worried about what everybody thinks. Right, right. right. I can assure you right now, men never think like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, you know, if I can tell you right now, I don't know anything about golf, but I do know that my husband goes on a golf retreat and they have all figured out who's going to be each other's buddies at the thing, who plays the well, who doesn't do this. Because they know exactly where they need to partner up in that game. The same goes for your personal professional life. And if you cannot find a good sponsor at your job, there is no stronger sign that you're not supposed to be there than that.
0: Hello. If you're looking for a sign, you know, oftentimes people people think that, you know, something's wrong with the job or the, if you have those signs. They come up. They're so strong
1: and listen to them. And the sign for me, I remember looking back, oh, Marsha had this job I hated. And I'd get up in the morning and be like, my stomach's killing me. I got a headache. I just like my body was physically rejecting. It's like we're sending you a sign. And if you ignore that, that's shame on you because you got the universe all conspired to help get you. And the second you change, when you go do that that uncomfortable thing, which is maybe drop a friend or or move on to a different thing or change jobs, and it scares you. Did you ever notice all of a sudden you, you're in a new playing field and it feels pretty good?
0: Yes. Like, surrounded by new.
1: Yeah. And don't forget that each time you pivot, that your sponsor probably pivots with you. Mm-hmm. So that means that if you had somebody here, they're not going to get you there. And I read a book recently by Jamie um, Kern Lima called Believe It Best Book. Okay. I'm telling you, I read 52 books a year. That is a top 10 book of my life. Okay. Wow. And she talks about, they leave it. Um, And I have to tell you, she talks about this very thing in the book. And it's about how you need to realize that as you grow, everything shapes around you. And it changes. Um, Just, you got it. And that's what communities like yours are great for. Because somebody else that's kind of um, in that space who may be above a little bit doing more. Mm-hmm. They're the perfect person for you because you know what they'll do. They'll pull you along. Like, come on. Yeah. They'll pull you along. Um, I don't know if you've ever read a book called uh, Love uh, Love Warrior or um, Glennon Melton, well, Glennon Doyle. She's married to Abby Wambach. And she talks about this in her book. And it's about the idea. And this is what you've done and you don't know it. So when you create a community, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people call it a sisterhood. Yes. You have a lot of women, right? Yeah. You know that in architecture, that any wall that's a little unstable, they put another piece of wood next to it to sister it
0: mm, and make it stronger. Cute. I do know that.
1: And so as you're creating, you're sistering through a community of building something stronger. And interesting to that is the way that you sister best is when everybody locks arms and they put, it sounds really, I get it. Like, don't think I'm, I'm not all that woo woo, but it really does work synergistically when you're able to do that kind of stuff. And that's where our community grew so fast because once you start helping somebody else, Well, they're going to tell two people and they tell four people, You like the old commercials when we were kids for hair products. Right. And that's where all of a sudden you're like, huh, I I, I hit something here.
0: That's what it was. Yeah. And I have to
1: keep growing.
0: Yes. And that's the secret. You have to keep growing so that you can build and further nurture and develop this community that you've built. Cheryl, you know we could stay on the phone or or on this live stream all day long, but we have come to the end of our broadcast. Yeah. I have, you know, I thoroughly enjoy speaking with you all the time.
1: Me
0: too. And you know, I honored you last year at the. It, horizon. I know.
1: know. <laughs> I know. I have to right. I, I always forget which way I'm on. You're right there. Every day I look at my award and I think of you and.
0: And you, you, you have really made an impact in my life and so many of the people that this I have finance. Believe it. Oh, great book. Let me show you this. Can I do one more thing real quick? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So
1: you guys, are, this is not a trick. So anything, any page I open this up to, I don't care what it is. I'll have something highlighted that'll apply to whatever Martian I just said. You ready? This is, I can't make it up. So I'm just going to apply. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. It says on here that that one doesn't have oh here we go here's the highlight I took uh oh that's not the highlight either here we go I would later here that she talks about one of my greatest passions has always been championing other women whenever possible I believe in bringing another woman as your plus one and you if you don't get a plus one ask for one yes every time going forward I do this, ask for one, bring another woman to the table, pull up an extra seat for her, bring her to the room where it happens, whether it's a boardroom, a PTA meeting, a special event. So many women don't get to have these experiences. And sometimes they have to see what's possible in order to dream bigger and to believe it is possible for themselves. Proximity can be power. Mm. And we each have this power in some way and we can freely
0: give it believe it I strongly believe in exactly what you just said I know you're building communities you don't have to be the community builder but when you bring that one person along to whatever it is you're doing uplift them climb them up that's what it's all about Cheryl and I thank you so much for being my guest today and always Forward to more happening in females and finance. Can you just let everybody know where they can find you? Look, yeah. Find information on females and finance. Yeah,
1: if you just go to our website, femalesandfinance.com,
0: and it'll get you everywhere you need to go. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our Be guest. You know what I like to say when we empower each other, we all rise. Bye bye for now.